Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Despacito. Do, 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 do. Right? Is that a thing? Sure. sure. Josh, do you, do you like Despacito? What's what's a Despacito? It's a song. I don't... Sure. Oh, shit. Shout out to the Halloween movie. 20,000 retweets. Huh. Might have underestimated it a little bit. Yeah, I, I told you you were, like a year ago. I said a little bit. Not that much. You know what the early box office tracking is currently at? Six dollars. Yeah, tried sixty million. Really? Yep. That's no. the high. That's the high. But no, that, that was a month ago or three weeks ago. That is. So. There's no way that makes sixty million dollars. You you did know the original for about twenty years was the highest grossing independent movie of all time. Six, no, there's no way sixty million's happening. Sorry, not sorry. There was no way A Quiet Place was making fifty million, and then that made fifty million. So I'm sorry. Is A Quiet Place starring everyone's favorite uh, Office star John Krasinski? I it did. It is. It did. Yeah, well, is Halloween have anybody but Jamie Lee woman Curtis, from the, one of the most famous actresses around? Who the yeah. most? <laughs> Who, yeah, by the way, TV show currently? Whose most notable work to date has been uh, her Activia commercials? Yeah. No. What TV show is she in? Uh, Screen Queens. I've never heard of that in my entire life. Yes, I you promise have. you. I can tell you, you have heard of it. What network is it? It's an FX show. Okay. Don't. I've never heard of that. Tons of people watch it. Am I one of those it's people? A, it's a lot of viewers. Yeah, but you don't watch anything good. So I don't watch anything. Period. I watch That's, sports, Joshua. Nobody watches sports. I do. Sports are whatever. Nobody watches Scream Queens. Yes, they do. Tell why they keep making seasons. You know how many seasons there are? Have there been of the NFL? Like a hundred. Too Baseball? many. Like a hundred. Too many. That would be interesting if the sports league just took a year off every two years. You know, but That'd like had fun. a longer season. Like make everyone make everyone focus on other things. What do you mean? Like life. Oh, the fans? Well, no. Sports is some people's lives. That's... Mm, all right. I mean, I'm not saying it's good. It's very sad. When, like, you've lived 70 years and all you have to show for it is... I watch the sports team a lot. So, take that. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm consistently shocked at how many people choose to define themselves solely on their sports team. It doesn't make any sense. Like, casual? Sure. I like this team. I go to games. But, like... You know the people who punch their TV or whatever when their team loses? What is wrong with those people, Josh? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you how I feel, but that can't happen. You kind of just did. Shit. Uh, Star Wars news. Cody and I tried to talk about this before technical issues disrupted our Dark Knight episode. Sad. Try to get to that at some point. Um, Donovan Nick Monahan. Right? Yeah. And Matt Smith? Yes. And... Is there someone else? Well, let's see. No, there was somebody today. William Mays. Do you know who William Mays is? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it's, they have William Mays. He's got a beard, so maybe he's a resistance I think I think, I think like you're that. referring to Greg Grunberg. No, this is William Mays. Okay, well, I'm going to call him Greg. 
we should have we should have given Billy Mays the Harambe treatment. If we're being honest here, he should have been deified. That's stupid. Harambe. He died before meme culture started. So I know, but we should have known. I I ride or die for Billy Mays. Guys, a legend. All he did was make commercials. I know, and he was the best at it. Dude, dude made a living from talking loud and you know <laughs> making shirts messy. <laughs> He's the best. Like. We have way too many monuments to Confederate veterans and not enough for Billy Mays. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, you can t- try to dissuade me from that opinion, but you're going to be wrong. But anyways, Star Wars. Uh, Samwise Gamgee and one of the 700 Doctor Whos. What does that tell you? Are you excited? Are you concerned? First, it's the wrong Hobbit. It's, it's Fuck. Pip, it's uh, Oh, yeah. Sam's the one in Stranger Things. The one I hate. Yeah. I hate. Yeah, What's his name? His character uh, name? I don't remember. Bill? No. Bill. It is Bill. It no, is Bill? Bob. 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 It's Bob. I fucking hate Bob. Bob's great. Bob's, Bob's so wholesome. Bob's trash. I, I was trash. so happy when he died. It was the best. Um, it's because you have no soul. So Mary and uh, the Melting Candle Man are joining the new Star War. Yep. Uh, too many cast members? I mean... Uh, Force Awakens had uh, who is it? The the old dude in the first ten Max minutes of the movie? Bons, no, yeah, Max, Max Foncito. It was there. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. They had him. They had uh, mm-hmm. one other actor that was notable. They were in the movie for Harrison Ford forty five seconds. Think I think you're thinking about Harrison Ford. No, nah, he had a little bit more screen time. I think he had at least forty five seconds. A couple big moments actually. I doubt doubtful. There's, I think there was a scene on a bridge, kind of got killed. Spoilers. Big sad moment. Spoilers. Oh yeah. Uh, Only made two billion dollars. Yeah, one. It. And does Andy Serkis count? But you didn't see his face, so that's not. I mean, that's not. Like I think name. they underused him in the first one, but they got his full potential in the second one. But um, no, there was the uh, also the raid guys. Um, Nobody they knows were them. Be, I'm talking about yeah, like, but people. I mean, like they were going to be like they were. Everyone thought they were going to be like big action seen characters and they were right not they were there for a second um there was one other person i don't remember who it was um but you know i think some of these are probably gonna be the same it's like um you have matt smith apparently he's a key role um whatever that means i don't know what that means that can mean i mean that can mean he has two scenes i mean it doesn't mean a lot of scenes um do you want to hear my stupid fan theory not really but sure Carrie Russell's is Luke's wife. Matt Smith is his son. That doesn't make any sense. I know, but that's why it's stupid, Josh. Okay. Well, why, is, should, why doesn't you, it make should, sense, though? I'm curious. Should, because she's 30 years younger than him. She's not. She, she's like 35. Carrie Russell? Yeah. You're, no, man. How old is she? Dots. 35. She is 42. Okay. She's still really younger than him. He's like, Mark Hamill's like, what, 63? 64? Yeah. Maybe she's a gold digger. I don't know. And he's 35, but he could play young. Gold he's, digger? He's poor and alone. <laughs> I meant force. <laughs> Maybe he's alone because, I don't know. Uh, okay, she's not, fine. No, that's that's not a it. stupid fan theory. Fine, what's yours? I'm sure one of them is a Knight of Ren or something. I don't Throw know. Throw me a stupid fan theory. Come on. That's my stupid fan theory. That's not stupid. That's legitimate. Yeah, it's realistic and Mine was really stupid. That's why it's mine. No, but you need a stupid fan theory. Oh, my God. You don't understand this game. I don't like this. I don't do this. 
That's why I liked The Last Jedi. I didn't have stupid uh, predictions that didn't happen. I just want to say, Josh, my problem isn't with the actress. It's with the character. Shut up. Uh, then Monaghan, he's, you know, he, I don't think he's he can play bad. He's a nice guy. He's a, he's a good guy. He looks, he's New Zealander, right? Or British? I don't know. He seems yeah. dependable and like somebody you can get easily get along with. So he's probably going to be a good guy. Plus after the bloodbath, it was the last Jedi. They need to, you know, get, replace some, some bodies, get some there's more also, bodies uh, up in there. There's, there's two other new people, aren't there? There's, uh, the guy from Logan, uh, I can't remember his name. <gasps> Logan. Yeah, that, that Richard from the original release thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're, yeah, we're just then, talking uh, about post that. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. Was, yeah, there somebody, was there somebody else? I think that's it. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's Carrie pretty Russell much these it. Guys. Okay. Um, I heard a rumor. I think it was a Reddit rumor, so it's probably not true. Okay, that's that they were thinking BS. about splitting up episode nine into two movies or something. Yeah, that's that's what some someone with too much time in their hands comes up with. I mean, it doesn't take that much time is to post hey i heard they're splitting up no. jedi that's like five that's, minutes that's, that's a lot of people stupid. have five minutes they're not splitting up into two movies okay i just thought i'd bring it up you but bastard well that's just a waste of air well that's pretty hard remember when people thought batman or superman was gonna be two movies god and it turned out to be one incredible film you know, it turned out to be a big old messy movie that i kind of like exactly but you yelled at me for months because I said the same thing. I don't understand. I don't say I don't say it's a good movie. It's, I think it's good. It's got way too much going on for its own good. So let's start at the beginning of Batman v Superman, <laughs> scene by scene. We uh, already did this two years ago. We need to do it again. It's evolved. It's changed. I don't know. Say what you will. But I think the hopefully, fact that we're still. Okay. I know. I think the fact that we're still talking about it, even if it is for in. Let's say unclean reason. I think you got to give it credit over the MCU. We're not really talking about Marvel movies, it's really, because like, I'm still talking about Infinity War, and Civil War, and Spider Man. Okay, but how many years did Ragnarok? How many years did uh, BVS come out? Are we still talking Dude, about Civil War all the time? People are, people are still talking about the Avengers. I don't think so. I think they are. They really aren't. I'd rather have people enjoy a movie and then enjoy another movie than argue about one for. 15 years eh, it's not arguing it's just keeping in the conversation if that conversation rears some ugly heads i don't really want it it's not it doesn't it really doesn't it does though it does the internet is not a real place i don't know why we were i don't know why some flip got switched in our culture to where we think that talking on twitter you see some of the videos real. people put out you see the dude that burned a ray action figure or ripped a head off, or whatever he did. Yeah, that checks out, man. That's a real person. I know they people like him have always been there, but it's now we have to weird. listen to those bastards. Now we have to <clears throat> read think pieces. Red letting red letter media is real. Okay, that's fine. If you want to make a video about something and actually discuss it in a somewhat educated way, then sure. But like, just well, mm-hmm. you know, people are talking on Twitter and Facebook about stuff. That I could give a shit about that. That doesn't count. It does. Real converse. If you can't this, hear somebody's voice, it's not a real conversation. Or at least this is, this know them not, well enough. This is a different era than we voice. were in ten years ago. No, you. Ah, got him. You can't do that in got real em. life. Got him. Uh, I don't know. I, what were we talking about? Star Wars or something? I don't know. Yeah, sure. 
that it would talk about like BVS is better than the MCU. That's right. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, not it's much more memorable. It's no, it's not. I think it is. You think so, but most people don't. Jolly Rancher, Jar of Piss. Can Martha, we? Oh God! Come on, iconic. That movie. Iconic. Is that movie best. is just. So, uh, it's so fascinating, though. So fascinating funny. doesn't oh, mean shit. that we have some breaking news, Josh. Oh, uh, what's breaking? Rebecca Ferguson is in talks to join Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Cool. Yeah. She's so good. I love her. Um, let's see. Uh, other Star Wars-y things. Darth Vader, is he still a character? No, he stopped existing. They they erased him from canon in the mm-hmm. purge of EU in 2014. That'd be, that would be fun. You know, I really think now is a really good time to make my uh, Star Wars Let Should I Think piece video. You think your that's, what? You think that market's been saturated enough? Wait, your what video? My Last Jedi Think piece. Oh, God. Why it's a good movie. I think the, I think the world's ready for it. We haven't really heard enough opinions about it. Uh, everyone just shut up and get excited for Nine. Seriously. By the way, speaking of Star Wars, on my way back to my apartment, I saw a cab with a like one of those advertising things on it for Solo. I was like, "Oh, a that happened. How has that not been changed yet?" And B, oh yeah, Solo. That ha- that happened. That's a movie. There are people that say Solo and Rogue One are better than the Last Jedi. Okay. There's also people who say Donald Trump's a good president, but that doesn't mean it's true. Otherwise, how's it going? How's life? It's good. It's fine. It's fun. Trailer came out that you were excited about. Yeah, it did. That we were, I think we were we were talking about that earlier. That made the show, I think. Did it? Probably. I don't know when this. I don't know what part of the show we started recording at. So I've just been talking. Probably Despacito. If I'm okay. If I'm pretty sure. Hi everyone. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Cody is not here. He is knee deep in some pasta. He opened a restaurant, so he's uh, he's busy as a as an entrepreneur. So, speaking of entrepreneurs, do you I know? Think any- he just never. I think he just never responded. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know those people who are like the, those guys from your hometown or who are like trying to be businessmen? You know. Not really. I don't live in New York. You're like, no, 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 no. It's not a New York thing. It's just an anywhere thing. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be a businessman. I'm going to open a business. It's like SoundCloud rappers, kind of. I mean, but they're the worst. I, don't, I don't consider them actual businessmen, exactly. but I, I know one or two. Yeah. They're so sad. They're always such sad people. Not like sad is in their essence. They just are so always looking sad. Yeah. Because business is booming for everybody but them because they have bad ideas. <laughs> Let's make a business right now. What's sure, pro- what's it going to be? What's a problem in your life that needs solving? Um, I don't have enough money, and I need some, so let's get me some money. Okay. So my business is, my business idea, I should say, is uh, merit needle rapid withdrawal. We go into banks with guns, and we take their money. How's it sound? Sounds good. Okay. Sounds awesome. Let's do it tomorrow. Okay. Let's see. I have, What's my business idea? I hate, and this is, I guess, this is a local thing. I don't like getting sweaty when I go places. Like, I have a 15-minute walk to work. In the past two days, because it's been, like, 80 degrees in the morning, 
at like nine o'clock in the morning, which is not fun. I've had sweaty back going to work, and I don't like it. So how do I stop that? Ventilation for oh, how about this? A, a collar that you put around your neck with a tiny fan that blows down the back of your shirt and like you know fills you with air, cool air. Like fills you with air, or like blows air on you. Well, those are I mean, different it's, things. if it's going, it's going into the clothing. It's going underneath the clothing, like so cl- between clothing and skin, basically, just to keep things like dry and cool down there. Sure, why not? Okay, I'd wear it. All right, throw one at me. What's the problem you need solving? Um, think of a business. What would I? What would I? Business. Um, I don't know. I'm not an idea person. I'm an execution person. It's not, it's not an idea. It's just what's a problem that you have that you want to. Talk? I don't have any problems other than. Oh that, my, my god! Life, my, my life spoken is spoken like swell. a true white. <laughs> I'm white. I don't even. You just call me a white. Yeah. Just a white. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. Fun. I think it's funny. The whites are at it again. What's, Classic what's a us. problem? What's a problem? Um. It can be. It can be small. It can be stupid. Doesn't matter. You get up in the morning. What's something that annoys you, other than the fact that you have to be alive for another day? No, that's pretty much it, really. I just wake up and I'm like, "What do I really got to do this again?" Just like, Cyanide. Can I just, can I just go company. go into heaven while I'm sleeping, or right on the ground, or whatever? Imagine, imagine dying in your sleep and not knowing it happened. Like you, just, but not knowing that it was coming. You know, like you're. 30. I'd rather that happen than know it's coming. No, but, like, I'm saying, like, if you're 36 or whatever, you're in good health and you just go to sleep and you die, rather than being, like, 78 and be like, well, it's bound to happen sometime, you know? Like, to have it come out of the blue, but, like, not in a violent way, just while I mean, you're I'm, not, I'm not really going to have an, be able to have an opinion Maybe before or after. Well, so. what happens after, Josh? Do you know? I don't know. Well, none of us really know. Yeah, that's true. Life's a big question that just can't get an answer. What do you think? Reincarnation? Nothingness. I hope it's reincarnation. I want to be reincarnated as like a frog or something. I want to be reincarnated as something that eats frogs as part of their diet. So of course you do. By odds alone, I'll eat so, you. Like most animals, then that eat meat. I want to be reincarnated as a pelican. You're a dick. <laughs> Thank you. I like the 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 pouches. The, the Wait, I thought pelicans pouch. eat crabs. They do, but anyway, small problem. Small problem. I feel like I feel like there's innovation to be made in the toothbrush game. I don't, I don't really know what else you can do. It takes all of a minute and a half to brush your teeth. Okay, but not and not, but it takes longer to do it well. Okay, yeah, what about a well. toothbrush that doubles as an EpiPen? Do I really need an EpiPen though? What about a toothbrush that doubles as a gun? I don't really want a gun. What about a toothbrush that doubles as a Blu-ray for Halloween 2, Season of the Witch? First of all, it's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Fuck. I took a shot in the dark. I'm sorry. I did, my, I did the best I could. The fact that I got within one, I think I should get credit for that. Uh, toothbrush. I don't Hmm. I think something can be done with the bristles. Because bristles go way too quickly. Why not just do, like, a self-working toothbrush or something? Ooh, ooh, or a, a toothbrush. Okay, l- hear me out. You know, so the bristles, uh, instead of just kind of being attached on the top, they, like, start at the bottom, and you have a little notch that you can turn the bristles up and cut them when they get too long and gross. It's a good idea. 
Sure, I'd buy it. It's a good idea. Or, or like there's some other way that you can cut them, maybe not with scissors, but just like, I don't know. It's a good idea, though. I'm, I'm going to patent that. But <laughs> I've come up with so many good inventions, and you've had shit, Josh. It's because I don't come up with things. I take other things and then make them my own. So you steal. Yes. But we can't rob banks. Okay. Fuck you. Honestly. You're holding me back. You really are. I could be I could be rich without you. Or at least be dead. <laughs> you can do that on your own. You can, we can all do that on our own. Classic Texas shootout. Hell or High Water. Great film. Anyways, uh, let's see. <laughs> Any final movie news or movie business adjacent sort of things that have caught your attention? Um, Captain Marvel looks cool. It looks like a movie, that's for sure. I'm excited that now we're going to be going into the fetishizing the 90s phase of culture. Yes, can't wait. I was, I'm, it's both 80s fatigue, and I'm just intrigued by what our takeaways are going to be from the 1990s. Everything was gritty. Was it? I don't know. I thought the 90s were kind of schlocky. Everything looked, everything looked cheap and gritty. That's what I remember. Like in life or like media? I mean, really just everything. Life. 90s. The 90s always seemed like... Everything was grunge. Yeah. It's, it, the 90s are pretty... It's a pretty transitionary decade, if that's a word. Because, like, the 80s there's not were like so... A, there's not, like, a signature look or feel or sound or anything. I mean, grunge is pretty close, if we're being honest. Yeah. Like, the grunge movement and, like, the garage rock kind of thing really took off. And, but, but it was kind of... The 90s are sandwiched between the 80s, which was just a multimedia explosion, and pop culture was... You know, it took the form of a line of cocaine on some studio exec's desk. And then the 90s is kind of stuck between that and then the 2000s when the internet blows up, just like the mass media did in the 80s, and which kind of became king. So the 90s is just this tweener decade of, you know, Bill Clinton doing his thing, gross. And, you know, blockbusters kind of sucked for a few years, you know. Batman was awful. Godzilla was bad. Independence Day was bad but good, you know? So you admit that Batman and Robin is awful. I mean, yeah, but I love it for that. That's, that doesn't make it any worse, saying that's awful. It's awfully great, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, I'm, actually, I'm somewhat intrigued to see how Captain Marvel handles that. I mean, most of it, apparently it's going to take mostly place in space. I don't think it'll tackle that much. Really? She's from space? Yeah. I mean, it has, it's like with the similar. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy esque. Like it, like it's not. It's like a. I don't. I don't know very much about it, but yeah, it's a lot of in space. Like it has a lot of uh, the Kree, like the creatures from Guardians and uh, the squirrels. It's like a lot of intergalactic squirrels. Stuff. Cool. Yeah, squirrels. Nice. Yeah, there's there's squirrels. They pop up. They kill people. It's fun. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess, I mean, we're going to get a trailer probably pretty soon, right? What is it, March, April? No, it's September. I mean, like, when it comes out. I think it's, like, September. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's coming out this month. Fuck. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's, Christ. it's right before Infinity War, so we'll probably oh, right, see right. a trailer. Yeah, we might see a trailer for that and Star Wars about around the same time, maybe. Would we? Maybe. 
Star Wars always does a teaser in December, so that's coming. No, they did it once. They haven't done it since. Well, when did the Last Jedi teaser come out? April. No, teaser. Yeah, April. I think we're thinking there, about different there things. Was, there was one trailer in April. At, uh, oh, you're it? right. Yeah, because the and then title there's another came one in, out in January. Yeah. And they did yeah, the yeah, te- yeah. yeah. Star Wars Celebration and then yeah. the, super, the, not the, super, the football yeah. one. Okay. Force Awakens was the one that had the Thanksgiving like, right, year in right, advance. Right, right. Was such a good trailer. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was such a good trailer. <laughs> the, of Kylo Ren and the devil's lightsaber. Oh, Remember yeah. when we talked, to, we fanboyed over cool stuff, like a double-edged lightsaber, or not a double-edged, yeah. the, the guard thing, whatever that is? Remember when people like were talk, were annoyed because how did the double-across-guard lightsaber not hurt someone and now no one cares? Well, because we, we saw it hurt someone. Saw it hurt Finn. Yeah, true. It hurt Finn. They answered that. Yeah, Star Wars Discourse really took a nosedive, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Force Awakens was so fun. It was so wholesome. And we kind of... But then that the whole... It, the new dope remake did kind of suck. But whatever. By the way, I just need to bring something up with you. Okay. Your Twitter feed is fine. You tweet. You retweet some good stuff. But there's one that I just cannot stomach, and I just need you to either delete or apologize for. Okay, well, now I'm not going to do it, so what is it? Fuck. You retweeted somebody saying, Rogue One is the best prequel by far, don't at me, or something like that. It says Rogue One is the best Star Wars prequel. There, fine. There have been two. Okay. You don't get to okay. say that until it gets to three. I'm sorry. There's been two of them, okay? okay. It's the best Star Wars prequel. Un- unretweet that. Do it right oh. now. No. What, wait, what do you mean? Why would it, Why is it bad? It it's is not. the best Star Wars It is. Prequel. I agree. No, it's not. I like Solo more. Sorry. No, Rogue One's better. I like Solo Solo, Solo's good. It's not as nowhere near as good as Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One upsets me for some reason. I don't, I can't, my brain can't let me like Rogue One. I don't know why. I just get so... It's because you don't want to. I do. I love Star Wars. But do you, though? I do, Yeah. I give him the last two, the last two saga movies, four and a half out of five. I love them, but making the claim that one so, movie is Solo the best, is just so it's good. Yeah, I like it's, it. It's fine. I don't have any urge to ever watch that more than like one or two more times in my life. So. I like it a lot. I think it's underrated. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith was better. Uh, in some ways, it's more fun. I'll give it that, but. It's still Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, Mason? It's Darth Plagueis the Wise. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got it wrong. No, you got it wrong. I don't, I'm not taking that. You got it wrong, okay? You, know what? you got it wrong. You get everything wrong. Fair. You're wrong. Speaking of getting things wrong, let's hear your list for the top five Harry Potter scenes. Mm. Oh, we're just going right to it. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hard I transition. Go, I thought you'd want to go first since you're Bada the... bing. I mean, I can. Claim to be the Harry Potter head, even though I've been a fan way longer, so... Okay, let's fucking fight then. No, actually, I'm going to go first because I th- I know I've told you. I know you know what my number one is, and I don't quite I have, know what actually, yours I have is. No idea what your, I have no idea what your number one is. I think I've said it before, but you, you have the attention span is it, of it. Is it is it dancing scene? It's the it's the flash dance scene from from Goblet of Fire when Harry goes into that into the room requirement and just you know throws what down. You know what dancing scene I'm talking about? No, I'm what, making a it, joke, jackass. Yeah, it's not funny. Thank you. That's, I prefer those jokes. Um, you've been a long, you've been a fan longer than me. 
I've been a fan since I was like six. I'll be honest with you, I didn't read through the entire series. Well, you haven't read all the books? Until I was like 20. And by that point, I'd read them like three or four times. But I read some of them. I hadn't read half, uh, no, I hadn't read five and six, but I'd read every other one up until a few years ago. So I guess technically you are more of, but is your fanhood as deep as mine is? It's only not right now because we're not getting movies or content right now. Well, we are, but I'm not a big fan of. But the overall, Beasts. just thinking about because I don't have any Fantastic Beasts on my list. No, so me we, we really don't have to talk about those. I no. won't until Grindelwald v. Dumbledore. I'll, re- I'll rewatch that with a final verdict in sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I think you're. You may have beaten me in length, but I've. I think I've beaten you in emotion and pure. I don't. Pure love. I don't know because the, just the thing is like. Because Star Wars has been so prominent in the last, and they're basically a tie for my favorite franchise. Right. But like Star Wars has been so prominent the last what five years. Right. Whereas Harry Potter has just kind of had the last movie come out in 2011, and then that was. I mean, there hasn't really been much sense other than Fantastic Beasts. So I think you're forgetting the classic Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Can we not? Can we? Can we just pretend that didn't happen? I'm going to get tickets to it. Are you really? Yeah. Why? I thought you didn't like it. I want to see the show though. Yeah, yeah, true. I'd probably watch it too. They have a I, I every every Friday they have a not my Hermione sign. What? Are you gonna bring a not my Hermione sign? I'm just gonna paint it on my chest. (laughs) Um, But they have a a random ticket drawing on Fridays, uh, where you can get like if you put your name in the register or whatever, and you can get two tickets for to both parts for just forty bucks. Oh, nice. So I'm going to play that for a little while, and apparently I found out Broadway has a dead season. When's that? It's from uh, January to, like, March, because it's cold and people apparently don't go. That sounds so right. it's easier to yep. get seat tickets then. So if I'm going to do the little drawing, the raffle or whatever, for a little while, and then if I don't strike gold there, I'll get normal tickets for, like, 175 or whatever it is. Jesus Christ. To- total, not each. Yeah. And to, just surprisingly for good seats, like the 175 seats are kind of, they're on the first level, but just kind of in the back a little bit. So, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. I, I saw Daniel Radcliffe on Broadway, so that's enough for me. Equus? Uh, no, the the other one. Uh, Newsies? No, How to Succeed in Business. Without, Without really, really trying? trying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. Cool. I would like to have seen that. I like shows. I like going to shows. I like attending them. Watching them with my eyes. All right, so I guess you can go first then. Okay. Um, Honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Like as usual, there's a bunch. I'm just gonna run them, run through them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to note, I made this list in about 25 minutes. Normally, I would take hours to put this whole thing together, but I didn't have time. Why so hours? This is, is that hard? Because I no, because I like to be thorough and like go through each movie and find the best scenes and then do it all systematically but i didn't have time so this is just me off the top of my head picking scenes and putting them in an order that i think is right so but, maintenance yeah i know um okay where's my number five there it is letterbox okay, so, to the rescue so my honorable mentions are snape's death from Deathly Hallows part two Cool. Uh, Cedric's death, well, not his death, when Harry brings him back in uh, Goblet of Fire. Yikes. Um, the, shrieking sh- the shrieking shack scene from Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, the Chamber of Secrets 
scene, the whole uh-huh. everything in the Chamber of Secrets. Shit. Um, uh, the Battle of the Ministry in Order of the Phoenix, um, which pretty much just, I just include everything, like Sirius's death and yeah. Dumbledore versus Voldemort. Uh, Dumbledore drinking the potion or whatever it is in uh, Half Blood Prince. The cave scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the epilogue from Deathly Hallows Part 2. Mm. Um, the Ron leaving scene from Part 1. Um, the Harry and Hermione dancing scene from Part 1. Um, the Death Eaters at the World Cup from Goblet of Fire. Harry versus Professor Quirrell from Sorcerer's Stone. Um, destroying the locket from Deathly Hallows Part 1. The the Dementors coming to the train on Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, the chess yeah. scene, the chess scene from Sorcerer's Stone, the Quidditch scene from Sorcerer's Stone. Do you want Stone. this to be a top twenty-five? Yes, uh, and the Dementor attack from um, Order of the Phoenix. Seven hours later. That's. I don't that's like a... narrowing things down. Okay. It's just brevity is all. Uh, I can't do that. Okay. That's fine. All right. As for myself, sorry, I'm having to add a couple. Because you've reminded me of some good ones. Just as honor mentions, not uh, not on my list. Okay, let's see. Honor mentions for me. The dancing scene did not make my list. Surprised? I thought that was number one, guaranteed. No, it's great. I mean, it's... Oh, no, did it make my list? It did make me a list, I'm sorry. Not an honor mention. My bad. <laughs> But, uh, spoiler, I guess. The cave, though, that is one of them. Um, specifically, that's the scene when they get to, like, you know, Dumbledore and Harry have that dialogue scene where it's like, if I tell you to run, you run. If I tell you to abandon me, abandon me, and all that. Setting the stage for it, and then when they apparate onto this, like, little stone slab or something in the middle of this, the ocean or the bay or whatever that is looking at the cave it's and the the way the music swells i mean the music is by far the most underrated part of half-blood prince it is fucking epic at times and it's beautiful at others despite an amazing job and um that entire cave scene of you know dumbledore with the fire getting all those uh in fairy uh away is the best and to see him struggle so much with drinking the potion and how much that hurts him, knowing as a book reader what the, the things that he's reliving, the things that he's seeing in his head is just so tragic and so powerful and Harry's strength through it all and the production design and the artist artistry, everything. It is just, it's such a powerful scene and um, just missed my list though. Uh, Dumbledore's death, also from Half-Blood Prince, very affecting, ah, very right. powerful. Um, added some much needed context to the to the scene because in the book you just read Severus please you don't know if it's a please to please kill me or please don't or please something else and um, and honestly in the movie you really don't get a sense of it either uh, it's that must have been a really tricky scene to direct you know David Yates had to tell him granted they had the seventh book to read for context and they knew what the end goal was but you don't want to tip your hand too much in the movie just for the sake of um, uh, integrity, I guess, of the story that you don't need to have read the books and they're not winking too much to the books. Um, but um, just the way that Michael Gammon delivered that was really great. And Harry's reaction to it and the wands was just su- it's such a touching moment. Another great displot, uh score 
moments. I just wish that they did the 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 funeral too. That would have been it's one of my what ifs, things I'd want them to redo if given the chance. Uh, I'm also going to include a couple scenes from Sorcerer's Stone, the Mirror of Erised scenes, both with Harry by himself for the first time, bringing Ron, and especially when he meets uh, Dumbledore there. Uh, and he impels the wisdom to not, you know, get lost in your dreams and to not forget to live for yourself. I really... Some very wise Dumbledore uh, teachings there. And, you know... It is a, and it also is just such a revealing moment for Harry, just breaking him down to his bare essentials of he just misses his parents, you know? And he wants to have a family. And the way that other people see other things, it's just beautiful. Uh, and then finally, graveyard scene. Goblet fire. Nice. Yeah, that blew my mind as a kid. Uh, seeing Voldemort coming out of that cauldron after the guy being dumped in is like a weird you know, Eric Trump baby and, you know, Pettigrew cutting his hand off and him coming out and dueling Harry and his, Harry's parents coming out and, oh man, it's a really powerful scene. Um, and I guess I'll tack in the Cedric death moment too that happens right after because that one gets me emotional every time. It's just the most tragic thing ever. I don't know who that, what that guy's name is that plays his dad, but oh boy, is he an actor. He is an actor, Joshua. So, yeah, that's my honor mentions. Your number five. My number five is when you mentioned uh, the Mirror of Erised scene. Oh, good. Very good choice. Uh, I love this scene. It's the best part of Sorcerer's Stone to me. Just um, the first one or all three? The, what do you mean? All three Erised when he goes to the Mirror of Erised. Oh, right, right. With I him, mean, just the one, by the himself. I mean, the uh, one that really stands out to me is when he meets with Dumbledore. Yeah. But, yeah, like, um, But, yeah, that's, to me, it's just, it's a really great scene. You learn a lot about Harry. You learn a little bit about Dumbledore. You learn about Harry's parents. Um, and it's a really well done scene, you know, Dumbledore teaching Harry a lesson. And it's, uh, t- I mean, it ties so much of the movie together. Um, with everything that happens in the end of it, um, so it's just, and it's just it's really well done. Just a great, great scene. I love that line. I can't remember if it's this is book or movie, but it's a good line of uh, many men have wasted their lives away in front of that mirror. Yeah, it's, I think it's from both. Yeah. Okay. I just I always thought that was so provocative yeah. and so cool. Like how just the promise of the of this thing that you want is so strong that you know. You want to see yourself be rich instead of getting rich on your own? Or is it people like Harry who this is their last glimpse of loved ones or something like that? I just thought that uh, such a provocative line. So powerful. Love it. Cool. That's your number five. Yep. Cool. Also from Sorcerer's Stone for me, I think this is possibly the most important scene in the entire series. Not from a narrative perspective, but from a movie and from an audience perspective. And that's arriving at Hogwarts in Sorcerer's Stone. I don't think if nice. you, if you don't stick the landing on that one, I think this series, the entire series, takes a bit of a step down because you know this is the hero's journey and Harry's the what's the term? It's like an uh, he's kind of, he takes the audience's place. You know, he's a kind of a sub in for the audience. We're experiencing the world through him. So if we aren't wow, if he's not wowed and we aren't wowed, then the journey just kind of loses a little bit of steam. Thankfully, that's not the case, because when they coming into the boats, look, overlooking and seeing Hogwarts Castle, just sitting there, staring down at them, is 
just stunning. Really captures the imagination like not much else has in this kind of a fantasy world building sort of genre. I I can't even think of any that has that has done it quite like this. Maybe Narnia, but that didn't have quite the storytelling legacy that uh, Harry Potter does. Because Narnia, I don't know if you know this about Narnia, but the narrative gets really weird. Like they just kind of there's a revolving door of main characters, and you really don't get to stay with anybody for too long. And people die, yeah. and the ending is nuts. It's very strange. But um, yeah, my number five is arriving at Hogwarts, Sorcerer's Stone. Boom. Your number four. Um, my number four is from Prisoner of Azkaban, Ugh. and it is the fuck off. It is the uh, Buckbeak scene, uh, the fl- uh, first flight scene. Uh, it is one of the most just from a filmmaking go standpoint. Okay, uh, don't don't come back. Um, just from a <laughs> filmmaking standpoint, um, it's just to me it's perfect. It is visually stunning. The whole movie is visually stunning, but it's just a really beautiful scene visually. The way the, the score in that scene is probably some of my favorite Harry Potter music. Uh, some of my favorite John Williams music, really. Um, and it's – I love the way it's shot. I love the way the whole thing is put together. I love the little the, the little moments of him going on the water. Harry, you know, just having that fun moment um, where he screams while he's out there. And it's just I – lo- I just love it. It's like – it's kind of – it's a representative of the movie. It's like – it stands apart. It's isolated. It's just this one moment where it gets away from all the crap and all the bullshit and all the Voldemort and all the drama. And he's just having that fun experience with the magical wizarding world. So I love it. It sucks, LOL. I feel like in you're, Cody's you're the only one that thinks that. Good. I'm an independent thinker. Everyone else is a sheep. Sheeple. Well, like everyone else has better taste, but... TKO. Um, in, in lieu of Cody not being here, I'm going to just call out the fact that that last shot is literally AIDS. It's horrible. It's great. Uh, his stupid smiling face. Kill me. How can you get so hung up on a shot? Kill me. Because it's the last shot. The last shot's supposed so? to be the shot. The, you no, know, the, the last image you want your audience to, to see. Well, it is. It's, it's it the last shot. So it doesn't make it representative of the movie. Then why is it the, the last shot? Movie. It absolutely is. I will fight you to the death on that. It doesn't have to be. It does. Dark Knight's got a great last shot. I couldn't tell you what the ending shot of the Dark Knight is. It's him on the bat pod going, driving up in oh, the light. Cool. Good shot. You, you can die now, please. Cool. I will. I wish I would. Prince of Azkaban, not a good movie. Great okay. movie. Best Take of the that. franchise. Best fantasy movie. Average film. Great. Not even a film. It's no, nah, it's a movie. Most of the Harry Potter installments are are movies, but that's fine. Cool. My number four every, is every movie's a movie. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Citizen Kane a is a film. Mm, nobody, first of all, Citizen, Citizen Kane probably sucks, and it's a movie and a film are the same thing. Okay, dancing scene is my number four. I spilled the beans about this earlier, but it is. Um, because I think one of the things that gets lost in the movies um, is because they're made over 10 years. And, you know, Harry, Daniel Radcliffe was, what, like 23 when the last one came out? Something like that. Something like 21, I think. Yeah. And his character's 17. So yeah. 
because they are so much older than their book counterparts, we do forget a little bit about how young that these characters, not the actors, but the characters are. And I think this scene, in addition to kind of being a relieving of the tension in Deathly Hallows 1 when so much bad shit is going down, I mean, it's the entire of Deathly Hallows 1 is the long night of the soul or dark night of the soul or whatever that screenwriting term is of the story. And yeah. so to make you not, the audience not want to kill themselves, for them to throw in something a little bit more light and not rely on comedy and just rely on something wholesome and something sweet and a connection and you know forging a connection between two characters and kind of pushing them to the brink of you know their relationship turning into something else and then kind of pulling away at the last moment was from a dramatic and character and audience perspective perfectly executed and you know you do forget that these kids are 17 years old these characters are 17 you know imagine being the last hope of you know an entire community of powerful beings when you're 17 years old uh people just can't handle that kind of responsibility so to see harry and hermione you know cooling off and kind of forgetting about that for a moment and just kind of being kids if ever so briefly is just a a devastating and beautiful perfect little scene and that song nick cave by nick cave and the bat seeds called oh children is I'm assuming a lot of people's first exposure to that song. And it's, it is one of the most powerful pieces of music I've ever heard. Uh, it is just that song will knock you on your ass and you will not get back up for a very long time. So shout out to him. Um, the rest of his music is okay, but that song in particular is just incredible. And I love that scene. Do you like that? Scene? Great scene. Great scene. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. Didn't make your list though. It's in my honorable mentions. I didn't it. make your list, though. Because there's seven, eight, ten other better ones. But after I just explained it. Yeah, well, I explained the why the Buckbeak scene is perfect, and you didn't put that in yours. So. But, but you're wrong. But so are you, and I'm a bigger fan than you, so my opinion's better. Do you want to, Josh, can we, can we step outside for a moment? <laughs> I'm going to shank you. Right in the neck. Neck shank. Bada bing. Oh uh, no! You know, you know what I did. What'd you do? I counted my list wrong, and my number. Oh my god! Mirabera said is an honorable mention, and Buckbeak was my number five. Fuck! What's your number four then? All right, my number four is Dobby's death scene. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. What do you mean okay? Okay. What do you mean okay? Hot take. Not a fan of Dobby. Never have been. Sorry. Okay. Well, you can go fucking kill yourself. I'm sorry. I just. He creeps me out. He's bald. He has these huge eyes. He's a goblin or whatever. He's an elf. He's an elf or whatever. I just... I Dobby the house elf. It's in his name. <laughs> you are a bigger fan. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I, I like Dobby. He's fine, but I, I don't like looking at him or hearing him speak. You are a heartless, <laughs> disturbing creature. You know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I... I just that scene is sad the, though. It in is the very, book, the scene sad. is devastating. In yeah. the movie, it is ten times worse. You know, every time I watch the movie, I always think, "Ah, there's no way that dagger's going to get in there. He'll be fine. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it." But then like, it always even like I, when there. I show my my friend who I showed these movies to about a year, uh-huh. maybe two years ago. I don't remember. But I showed show him all these movies. He's never seen them. He'd never seen them before. Knew nothing about them. Somehow he managed to avoid all spoilers. Boy, lucky bastard. Um, 
So, and he, he doesn't cry at movies. He doesn't get emotional most of the time. He's, he just, you know, sits and stares at the screen like 85% of people in the world. Uh, this scene got him. Really? Yeah. And I was shocked. He was like trying to like hold back tears. I was like, wow. So it's, it's just, it's a really powerful scene. And I, I love it. I love Dobby. I, I don't love him in the Chamber of Secrets. I think maybe maybe it's just because. Oh, you mean I, the only other movie he's in? Cool, yeah. got it. I mean, well, he's in the books more. I think that's why it impacts yeah. him more, just because of the, how yeah. he's used in the books. But, um, which I still wish they would have gotten him in at least four, if not six. Yeah. Um, but they they have to do an extended Harry Potter cut at some point. They're just, just never they, gonna. The only the I only they, they, already, they already did them of one and two, and they don't add that much. No, 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 I'm not talking about – I'm talking about remaking them but doing everything, whether it's so like an you're just talking like about, a TV you're, show. So you're just talking about like you're making it as a TV show. Probably, yeah. I think they would do that. They would absolutely like do that. like 15, 20 years maybe, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't play – I would be fine with that too. I, would, I wouldn't feel oh, like – I'd be fine with the two. I just – I would love I, to see the how – The movies this, are always going to be – Yeah, but I would but. love to see how the story is – you know, would look when it's told yeah. warts and yeah. all, you know? Yeah. Um, it's heresy. We yeah. just We just offended – Millions of Harry Potter fans with that oh, right yeah. there. Well, millions of fans hate the movies because they don't stay 100 percent true to the well, books. So they probably wrong. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, great scene. I love it. Uh, I didn't. I also like Dobby's design in uh, part in Deathly Hollows more than Chamber of Secrets, but that's just advancements in CGI. So, gotcha. Okay, so now was it? What is it? Is it your three? That was my number. F- that was my four. Okay, I gave my four. Now your three. Go. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, from Deathly Hallows Part Two. It is Snape's memory scene. Okay, is that did on not, your list? Did not make my list. Wow, I am kind of shocked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Brilliant scene. Beautiful scene. Gives you so much information that you wanted for six movies, and or seven movies, and it does it in such a satisfying, yeah. powerful, emotional way. And it wraps up a lot of things and ties into so much of the story. And it's just really well done, just visual from a visual standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, from script and just everything. It comes together as well as I could have hoped for when reading in the book. Um, and Alan Rickman, his performance uh, in, in, I mean, the movie as a whole and his death scene. But in that moment when he uh, stumbles upon a lily in their house he's like holding her that he's incredible i never like it's just seeing a character like that and finally like kind of break in that final movie and in that in those two scenes in particular uh that was crazy um yeah i just it's a really really well done scene i love it um i guess it's yeah it's probably my favorite part of the whole movie so what did your friend think of that did they expect it did they I don't. I mean, I, I don't remember everything that he, you know, reacted to. Um, just, I mean, it's just the same. Like, oh, this is all the information. Finally, getting it. You know, cool, very cool. My number three is from Deathly Hallows Part One. It. I don't. I haven't read enough. I really haven't seen any uh, lists uh, like this. But I can't imagine this is going to be on too many other people's lists. But. It's on mine, and for a good reason. So, my number three is the Tale of the Three Brothers scene. I like that scene. Yeah, I mean, I love how it begins um, with 
you know, looking out the window and like following the, I think it's like a leaf or something like that, hitting the water and, you know, jumping into the tale of the three brothers, which is such a crucial part of the story. Not, you know, in the movies, it explains the hollows and in the books, it explains the hollows and also lineage. Like Harry's descended from the cloak guy and Voldemort's descended from the guy with the uh, elder wand. And I can't remember who the third one is. Might be Sirius Black or something like that. Um, but that, uh, that story is, serves as such a strong piece of connective tissue to this entire, uh, the entire saga, really. And on top of that, I mean, well, it's a very well-told and very well-written story by J.K.R. And, but the big selling point for me is that the animation is just stunning. It is some of the best animation I've ever seen. I love the style and the character designs and the colors. It is just, it's incredible. And, um, and it tells the story of, you know, this story in the, I think the best way possible. Cause one of the, another alternative is to like hiring actors to recreate it. And that just seems stupid. And they, I, I just think the filmmakers made such a great choice of animating this and kind of giving the audience something new to look at. Um, and what is a, ends up being a pretty drab and dreary Deathly Hallows. And then they yeah. go from this to Malfoy Manor. And so it, it just, kind of after this the movie sort of kicks in high gear and um i just think this scene is just awesome overall i could i could watch a movie with this uh animation style want to even yeah it's a really i don't think i've ever seen i mean it, it reminds me of the leica animation but you know yeah. fluid um, I, I thought it was burton when i first saw it it, does, it has kind of a burtony yeah yeah you know like the the scene of just, the, the it, scene of it, death uh and the the brother who got the resurrection stone you know the guy hung himself and death like opens up the roof and kind of you know the guy's hanging from a noose that's like his you know on his hand like a string uh, is really cool it looks like i mean it's it doesn't look exactly like claymation but it looks like claymation but yeah animated not hand moved um really cool i i I definitely want to see something full length in that style yeah you're number two my number two okay well, my number one and my number two keep flip-flopping, but I'm just going to say what I have it as now. Okay, my number two is the graveyard scene from Goblet of Fire. Okay. I just – I really the entire third act of Goblet of Fire is amazing to me, um, which is why it was like my favorite Harry Potter movie for so long. But, uh, yeah, the the graveyard scene um, uh, particularly kind of the, every – just the whole uh, Voldemort – being resurrected uh, part of it but the whole thing uh the thing that stands out to me is that when you watch it it, like it's the first time in the series where it goes from being like family friendly adventure magical fun like there are dark moments in one two and three and up to that point in four but that's the first time where it's like oh this is real this is like, like shit just got real this is intense this is not just for kids anymore um, that's what it always stands out. And then, and then it's followed up by Cedric's death scene. You know, it's the first time we see someone die on screen. Um, and it's just really just, well, it's a dark, dark, dark scene. Um, and you get introduced to Voldemort for the first time, like in person. Um, except for, I mean, I guess you kind of count Sorcerer's Stone, but not completely. Um, and the interaction between the two characters, you see them face off for the first time, and it's scary, like 
legitimately terrifying to me to see like this 14 year old kid face off against this one of the greatest wizards of all time who's really really powerful um, kind of mean too yeah kind of mean yeah not a nice um guy. does not have a good attitude uh, <laughs> yes towards, i agree toward, towards anything um and he's just in he, the way he like interacts with harry just like the way he like toys with him for the first pretty much the entire scene leading up to the battle um it just you, you see and ray, ray finds is awesome um and yes it's rafe not ralph cody it's, it's spelled uh, r-a-l-p-h it's ralph <laughs> um is he, does he is he the one that gets mad about that yeah okay ben yeah. and are his two big ones <laughs> um but yeah he's awesome in the scene daniel radcliffe's great in the scene too yeah um just everyone you get all these big reveals um you finally it's revealed officially that lucius malfoy is a death eater uh, which you pretty much knew but it's what a shocking surprise yeah very very shocking um and it's great to see um just everything kind of coming to a head like everything in the first three has been leading to this moment and it pays off so well it's such a satisfying scene then you see you finally get to see um harry interact with his parents for the first time in like an actual not physical but almost physical way um and it's just so many things happening and it's a really great payoff for kind of what i see is like the first half of a two-part harry potter story if that makes sense like one through four i see is like the first half well without getting too deep into you know fan lore and fan discussions there is this idea of a ring theory that all the Harry Potter movies connect in some way, you know, one in well, seven. Yeah, they all do. Yeah. One in seven is Harry coming to Privet drive for the first time. And seven is him leaving it for the last and two and six, both deal with Horcruxes and three and five. There's kind of an insurrectionist sort of element to it. And then Goblet of Fire is the ring and then they're the, the gem and the stone in the middle of the ring. And that's okay. you know, fun in games yeah. of the Triwizard of tournament, not really connecting anything. And then Voldemort comes in to kind of set the tone for the next three. Yeah, you would be surprised to know that just saying ring theory pisses some people off to no end, and they get really mad about Why? it, even though it makes absolute perfect total sense. Why? I don't know. That makes sense to me. It does. Some people don't like it for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Or do they think, oh, it doesn't? It's not real. It's just a coincidence. I was like, no writer who does a story of this long. Just watching, length. you can tell these were very yeah. distinctly written to each yeah. connect with another one in some way or JKR another. JKR even said that she had stuff in the chamber that she decided not to use until half foot prints. You, you don't, you don't spend accident? five years developing your story and exactly. characters and backstory for it to not be that way. Yeah. Gotta have everything rhymes. Everything rhymes. Um, but it's like poetry. It rhymes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, well, why, why, how do you, how are you magical, though? Do you have, do you have, do you have, like, cells that tell you if you can do magic? Jake, Joe, what, make, make them have cells to make them magic. I want, you know what I want to see? I want it's to see a the conversation. Peop, it's what the people want. I want to see a conversation between J.K. Rowling and George Lucas. Honestly, same. That would be fucking this fascinating <laughs> to watch. Because he doesn't know anything about building worlds. And she's I think so no. I think it. he knows everything about building worlds. I don't think he knows how to write about, them. <laughs> about you know, you know, directing and you know, dialogue and like I know he. he I think he's a very talented, like brilliant storyteller and coming he, up with great characters and he worlds. Got lightning in a bottle. He just, once. Know how, he just doesn't know how to put it together on screen. Star Wars Episode Four would have failed 
99 times out of 100. And he just happened to do it that one time. But he did create the story for 4 and 5. And the story for 1, 2, and 3 is great. Did he, though? It's just not done well. Did he, though? Yeah, Didn't they pretty much take 5 out of his hands for the most part? I think they did. He wrote all the entire trilogy as one, like, 200-something page screenplay. 200? That's it? It was was, was like almost 300. It was like 280 or something. It would have to be around 750 to 800 pages. No. Because be isn't the rule like a minute a page? So that's 320 minute screenplays. Uh, maybe. Uh, that's we'll, a, we'll, that's a little, about 360. I'll I don't think it was all three that. scripts. I think it was like three Fine. story treatments. You were right. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. What was that, like number usual. two? Like always. No, not like always. Yeah. I'm right about like, nine most, most things. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You gave me number two, right? Uh, Yes. Which was, I can't remember now. Graveyard. Graveyard, yeah. Very good choice. Uh, my, speaking of screenwriting lingo, my number two deals with a, str- a very important piece of screenwriting lingo. And that is called The Promise of the Premise. The promise of a world about uh, wizards and stuff is to have awesome wizard battles. And this is the promise uh, of that premise. So my number two is Voldemort, Voldemort v. Dumbledore, Dawn of Justice, uh, in Order of the Phoenix, Fun scene. So hype. So badass. Seeing two of the best wizards ever, probably, going head-to-head, mano-a-mano, with stakes on the line. It's just so cool. And Dumbledore coming, you know, waltzing into the place and saying, there's a mistake for you to come here tonight, Tom. And he's like, but I will be gone, and you will be dead. And just to kind of see, even get a glimpse at what the really great wizards can do, uh, and not just, you know, school kids doing using stunning or disarming charms. It really is both badass and flushes out the world, and it's just... But most of all, it's just cool. And then the possession scene right afterwards with Voldemort and Harry is also pretty great. And I also just love Michael Gambon's Dumbledore. If you think that Richard Harris is a better Dumbledore, you're crazy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Gambon is so great. He's great. Yeah, but... but- Dumbledore has to have an edge to him. Richard Harris's also, character doesn't have any edge. He's I just, think the best Dumbledore grandpa. is a merging of the two, which is what we got in Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows. I think Michael Gambon's Dumbledore is a lot more interesting. He's a little tougher. I like I that. I think you got to be. But you got to be. Dumbledore's, I mean, I like doesn't Dumbledore need to be, like to be Richard Harris, and then we see that toughness come out when it needs to. But I think I still think Gambon has that toughness. Or it has this the softer side that he needs. See, I think he gets it. I don't think we see it until six. That's when I think he's. Yeah, but we the don't best. see him much. It, to be fair, we don't really see him much in either but like when book we see, or movie four like, or five. Look in Goblet of Fire. He's he's yelling at Harry. He's like, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" As the meme says, and like you see in uh, that's true. Five, like he's don't you all have studying to do? As he's yelling at everyone, it's like. Like, I, like I'm not that like like I said I'm not that person that's like okay I need the need right. to be like the book but that is a little but didn't he do gonna, didn't he yell at people in the book too but but then again he really. does later in the movie he no. comes to the defense of Trelawney and says yeah you can fire a professor but you can't kick her out and he lets her back in yeah but it's the way he says it it's the, I have no problem with the dialogue it's the yeah. way he the actor is okay. doing it. I I think he's I think it makes him seem a little less frail. But that's what I like. I like him to seem frail. Yeah, but he's the most powerful wizard ever, and I don't. Richard Harris Which is, could never. That's what do makes it interesting. That scene. Yeah. You, I, could you imagine how cool it would have been to see that frail old man become such a powerful badass in the battle? 
I would find it unbelievable, just like I find Yoda springing into action, jumping around over the place. Okay, well, a little I think unbelievable. I think it's great. So then I why, is, why is he hobbling in the cane all the time? If he can just jump around and go nuts. No, I'm not talking about Yoda. I think it would be Still, good. answer the question. Yoda, Yoda it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It wouldn't make any sense for Dumbledore He's also, to... He's using the Force to do that, not... Dumbledore uses magic. It's the same thing. Okay. Fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you. Um, but this such it's such a cool scene, and you know, I I just love everything about it, and I'm that's kind of the you know I'm I'll be I'll admit I'm being relatively forgiving of the faults of Fantastic Beasts just because I really desperately want to see the duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, which people said in the book canon was the greatest there's ever been, really. So I just I'm stoked to see that and. Um, you know we're not going to see that till like three or four, right? I would say five, probably, maybe probably. four. Because in canon, the duel happened, and that's how they took down Grindelwald. Yeah. So, I would guess it's probably going to come in five, and I'm excited for that. I can't wait. I think that those two and their pairing is I just a really wish fascinating. They'd story. Started the series out as that instead of shoehorning it in. But whatever. That, what do you mean? They started the first scene of Fantastic Beasts was about Grindelwald. How is that shoehorning it in? I just, because first of all, you have this really boring protagonist. He's fine. He's boring. You know he's boring. You can say it. He's a lot more interesting to me than certain Marvel characters. He, is he, though? What's his, tell, Explain to me, Newt's commander. I find it interesting. He likes, he likes animals. I find it interesting that somebody like him has found... And, I mean, Newt is pretty much a trailblazer in the magical creatures realm. Like, nobody had really—it's the book that they teach in school is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, his book. They didn't have that as a lesson plan before Newt's Commander came around. And I'm interested to see what pushed him from society so far to where he needs to—he feels his only companionship is with, you know, magical creatures, not with people. And, you know, granted, I'll admit there's a lot of filling in the blanks left to do and a lot of— assumptions on my end but we haven't seen a character like that in harry potter yet who you know i guess maybe in terms of Voldemort, who has a difficult time connecting with other wizards which is a very small subgroup of the entire world population is wizards so for somebody to not be able to fit in that and just kind of shrink further and further into their own head is i find it interesting and but we do know that he loved at some point and we do know he has an older brother, so we probably feel overshadowed. And I don't. I think there's a lot of interesting things about Newt, and I want to learn more about him. Maybe he's he wasn't the most fascinating character in Fantastic, be sure. But I think there's room to grow with him. We'll see. Okay. Well, I just you asked me for a reason. I gave you a reason. So boom. Take yeah, I didn't like it. Take that, Josh. That was a bad um, reason. That was a good reason. Was it though? Yeah. The reason was we'll find out more about him in the next. No, one. the reason was I like I said he's an antisocial nerd who was an innovator in the magical in the magical world. That's interesting. Yeah, but he has no personality. Yes, he does. Does he? He's shy he's, and reserved. He's twitchy and awkward. And he and has like five lines in the whole movie. Isn't being awkward and reserved a personality trait? I don't like it. Okay. Unless you have like you're like interesting with it, like Spider Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, that is a completely different thing. Spider-Man has superpowers. He Newt is one of everybody give else. Newt, give Newt superpowers. He does. He has magic. They all do. They all have magic. Exactly. So it's, Take well, away his magic. That'll make him interesting. Maybe. They might. 
Uh, okay, yeah. So that was my number two. Your number one. Let's hear it. My number one. Prisoner Van- is... of Azkaban. You might as well not even say it. Yeah, it's from Prisoner of Azkaban. Fuck. If it's yep. a time turn, I swear to God, I'm going to kill no, it's you. No, it's not. Well, it's during the time tra- turn. Okay, scene. I think I know what you're talking about. It's the uh, Expecto Patronum scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene in here. It's one of my favorite scenes ever. Wow. Um, I love it. I, I love it in the book. Why? I love it in the movie. Why do you hate everything about this movie? I just don't get it. I hate the story. I hate the story why? so much. I love the story. It's inconsequential. It's boring. Yeah, that's why I like it. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't move the narrative it's, along. It and I hate matter. time travel so it's, fucking Time much. travel is great, and I love seeing an Harry Potter. It's I love seeing different creators find new ways to utilize it. J.K. Rowling does a great job with why it. And they travel back in time to kill Voldemort. Because then you get cur- Cursed Child. Uh, I don't think I don't think not I don't think killing Voldemort as a baby is really going to have that adverse reaction on the current day. Maybe don't be, you remember what Hermione better. says? Terrible things happen to wizards who meddle with time. Well, they did it. And it worked a, out okay. There's a reason time turners are illegal. They did it, and it seemed to work out okay. I'm just saying. JKR hated it so much, she destroyed all the time turners. That's not why she did it. <laughs> this is exactly is why she did it. It's she realized how deep of a hole she dug herself into, and she's like, I can't have these. These are just staring everybody in the face, and she bashed them all. Did you actually, did she say that to you, or are you making it up? She said it. She when said did in an she interview. Say she said she realized that she couldn't put the clown back in the box. I don't believe it. Look it up. I don't want to. Then you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Anyway, scene's no. great. Uh, everything about the movie <sighs> is perfect. There's no flaws. Um, really, just my favorite scene is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the greatest fantasy movie ever made. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, the, just every scene with the whole Harry coming to terms with um, he didn't see his father. He saw himself. The Just the scene itself is epic. It's I don't, like, I don't get that. Is it him discover? No, but what's the conceit of the scene? Is it him discovering that he's the hero? Like he has a hero inside of him or he's capable yes. of more? Okay. Yes. It's awesome. And it's really, really cool. Gary um, Oldman, though. Bad actor? What? What? Did you say he's a bad actor? I'm asking you. Question. Bad actor? Daniel Radcliffe? Gary Oldman. No, he's a great actor. Okay. Sirius Black. Bad character? Why is he a bad character? He's the best character. I'm not in the saying franchise. that. I'm asking you. He isn't. He's a, he's the best character. Okay, if you say so. I don't understand why you don't like this movie or anyone in it. I hate. No, I like it. I like the people. I just hate the story. It's a simple. Sirius bad. Black is the best character, and this movie yeah. gave us him. Yeah, but he's not Dumbledore. So is he the Dumbledore's best? fine. Dumbledore's the best. He's, he's the, the puppet he's, master, bitch. Dumbledore's the Yoda of Harry Potter. Exactly. He's, he's the great. He's, he's the wise old person that can do awesome action. Yes. I'm much more interested in smaller personal characters. Like Newt? No, Newt is boring. You, you just said Newt you has like no interest, Newt has no interesting relationships to make him interesting. Uh, what? Yeah. He and Jacob are a good pairing. Yeah, and Jacob's the interesting one. You don't understand characters. Oh my god, I'm so you don't, you don't understand characters. All right. I shouldn't have to wait three movies for a character to be interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, um, it's a great scene. I love it. Uh, seeing Harry kind of, kind of um, take on—I don't, I don't know if I'd say responsibility, but like being a full-on wizard, if that makes any sense. Um, 
and that's kind of a running theme of this whole movie is kind of growing up, maturing a little bit. Um, and it's just really cool to see. And it's again, with everything else in this movie, visually stunning. I love the score and Alfonso Cuaron can do no wrong. Yes, he can. No, he can't. He's never done anything wrong. My number one gravity. My no, number one great. is best picture. How many? A strange one. One that I don't think you're really expecting. One that I don't think anybody would really have. It's going to be a bad scene. Is it from Order of the Phoenix? What do you mean? Is it from Order of the Phoenix? What do you mean? What do I mean? No, maybe? No? Yes? It's a a very simple question. Pass. Okay. Continue. Can I phone a friend? I don't think that's how this works. It's, what's, what's the scene? Hold on, I'm calling Tim. Yeah, his phone's off. Again. I pay for it. I don't know why it's off all the time. Anyways, um... Can we kill him, please? I'm not saying that the Yule Ball is the best scene. Did Are you serious? But it's my favorite? Are you serious right now? I like it when Hagrid puts his hand on Madame Maxine's butt. <laughs> you're, exa- you're lying. I know and you're when they dance. No, it's it legitimately is. It is such a cool beautiful beautifully staged beautifully shot beautifully executed scene and seeing the how the relationship no it's not my favorite scene thank christ oh my god i pranked you got pranked so hard it, it's the pensive scene from death okay Alice. i've said fine. This, i thought i've said this before i i but again you forget everything Wait, so that, that's you said that wasn't on your list i know because i pranked you okay you're you got pranked man the camp look at the cameras the, the cameras this is an right audio there. podcast <laughs> look to your left there's cameras there's no camera here. There's a wall. To keep the, the wall is the camera. I don't think that's how it works. Shit. No, it's pensive scene, bro. It's if and if somebody makes a list of this that isn't the pensive scene number one, they're wrong. So by default, you're wrong, Josh. Sorry. No, I'm not. Pensive scene is the scene that every single time, no matter what, no matter what state of mind I'm in, mood, uh, rest. Uh, <laughs> state of like rest and relaxation or whatever it just destroys me it sticks a stake in my heart and pounds it in a couple of times and i cry the much uh maybe it's because i when i marathon these this i usually am watching this at 12 30 in the morning and i've been up for 21 hours or whatever i don't know how you do that there's one uh there's one at the amc empire down here 21 hours and 40 minutes coming up starts at 6 a.m I'm, it's, I'm maybe, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll try that one day. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. Do it. Do it around Christmas time. It's a lot better because it gets dark sooner, so you can. Is it better to do it in the start in the morning or like? I like to start in the morning, like you because because Sorcerer's Stone is a little bit of a breakfast movie. You know, you can can watch it while you eat breakfast. Is how I brush because they have breakfast in a scene. <laughs> so I think of it as a breakfast. My breakfast. Movie. My breakfast is a cup of yogurt. Okay, so do that, but get some toast in there or something. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, my number one is Pensive Scene. It is it, it stitches together the entire narrative and does it in such a devastatingly beautiful way. Um, Snape's arc, I don't remember the first time I realized Snape's arc was what it was, but um, in the time that has passed since I'd known, I guess, um, when I've had a chance to sit with it, it really underscores how beautifully complex of a character he is and how great the writing is for him. And, you know, yep. we can still, you know, 
people are still having discussions about whether he is a good or a bad character. And, you know, kind of jumping off of what we talked about in BBS, a lot of characters don't really get that kind of treatment. A lot of things don't get that kind of treatment where you could stop somebody on the street and say, what do you think about this? And you could, and they'll say, oh, I think X. And then you find somebody who says Y, and they believe it just as strongly. And um, I just... It's just... It just kills me. And when Snape kind of ends up standing up for Harry, saying to Dumbledore, you're raising him like a pig for slaughter. It, that's sort yeah. of the... One of the lines that really gets me. And the music is also just... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think Displot is the heir apparent to John Williams. He is... Because he is... He is able to. Well, which part? Because there is a part of the music in the in the music because that isn't his. The strings mostly is what I'm thinking about. The like ah, I'm doing a really bad job. Like of that. towards the, like the beginning of it, or like because there's the chunk at the end that's used from Half Blood Prince isn't him. He did. He scored Half Blood. No, he didn't. That was Nicholas Hooper. Okay, yeah, he might he might be right. I thought that was all him, though. No. Eh. There's one... I mean, there's a couple sections in Deathly House Part 2 where they pull from other pieces from other movies. But, right. But yeah, that's one of them. Eh, but yeah, still, I mean, most, I mean, most he of He utilizes scenes, it really well. Yeah. yeah. Mm, well. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, that, that scene just leaves me the most emotional impact. It's the most crucial, I think, to the entire series, and it you know, it's just, it's the prince's tale. What more can I say? Yeah. So, Great. boom, there you go. So, of my list, three came from the Deathly Hollows, one from Order, and one from Sorcerer's Stone. So, not too much love for the first half of, first, I don't know, what is it, 55%, I guess, of the series. Sorry about that. I just think that's when they get good. I think they start out good and get great. Actually, I think it start out great and get more great. I think it just gets pretty consistently great, except for one minor downturn around the third no. film. No. It takes a quick nosedive. I think you mean the fifth one. No. And the sixth one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Watch what you're listening to. <laughs> Don't even want to give you a chance to speak, you bitch. Okay. You want to go first? At least, at least Prisoner of Azkaban stays true to its book um most as opposed to what as opposed to you know cutting out 80 percent of what happens it's a 700 page book what do you want yeah well you could have didn't you just say people who are upset about cuts of the book it's rushed it is a very it's it is so rushed oh my god God. they rushed through that story that should have been like three and a half hours long rushing going on it's me over to your house to murder you okay sure i embrace it okay drb then Okay. Um, An Uber to your house would be like six hundred dollars. I don't want to do that. It's not you know worth what? it. Uh, uh, recently, I watched the show Big Mouth on Netflix. Never heard of that before. What it's about? It's a Netflix original, and it's South Park, but like worse. Worse. Same or, concept. Wait, worse like, or better? Like worse and like better, but worse. Well, not. I don't know if I'd say better. More crass? Park, would you say? But yes, more. It is one of the most vulgar things I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's the same concept, you know, young kids, they're like sixth graders, and it's all about the same shit you see in South Park, but amped up to 11. It <laughs> it's is, a Nick Kroll show. 
Yeah, he's and he's Jesus. great in it. Uh, Jordan Peele's in it. Um, there's one actress. She's really uh, I don't remember who it is. Maya Rudolph. That's who's in it. She's in it. She's in it. Um, and it's hysterical, but it's disturbing and kind of gross. Um, but it's really fun. There's only one season of it. Speaking of Harry Potter, David Thewlis has a role in season two. Does he? That's As a awesome. shame wizard. Oh my god! A hormone monster's <laughs> mortal enemy who haunts the kids, stoking their deepest shame. Oh my god! That sounds great. Oh dear. Oh my god! The hormone monsters are two of the funniest characters I've seen in a while. I think you'd like it. It's really really funny. Okay. This looks interesting. I'm reading some of the episode titles, and they're yep, yep. They're uh, they just go for it. They do go for it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Very cool. Anything else? Um. What else did I watch? What movies did I see? Oh yeah, I saw Christopher Robin. That was adorable. I had a great time with it. Um. Yeah, just brought me back to my childhood. Made me cry like 15 times. So, there's that. Thanks, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Fire Kathleen Kennedy. What? (laughs) Really? Oh. Okay, good. I like her. We like her as a podcast. That's, That's the, oh my god, it's the running gag. No, that's just rude. I would never say that. You've only said it like 16 times. Yeah, she. W- I did have her as a gag person on my Star Wars villains list or something like that. Go me. I'm so funny. All right, let's see. So, as for me, uh, I rewatched Akira in the cinema a little while ago. Gave it a negative review the first time I saw it, and this one I doubled my grade. Um, and for good reason. This movie is fascinating some of the best animation I've ever seen. The story is very ambitious, a little messy, but completely awesome and fascinating. It's incredibly gory. It's a whole bunch of different things. And I just, I can't help, I got to recommend it, but with a caveat that you're probably only going to love it after you see it a couple times. Um, Because once I see it again, I'm sure I'll love it. And, you know, be a five-star movie, maybe. I also saw The Little Stranger, the follow-up from director Lenny Abrahamson from Room. One of the most boring movies I think I've ever seen. Possibly the most. Is that a horror movie? Because I couldn't tell. It's a gothic thriller. But the entire first, like, two acts are Dom Hall Gleason kind of sort of flirting with this chick. And, but they live in the 1800s, so they just are super boring. And they're like polite about everything, and the girl a girl gets attacked by a dog. I guess I don't know. It's it was just terrible. <laughs> I don't know what Lenny Abrahamson was thinking, because you know when people chide Hollywood for not making risky, kind of slow burn, daring movies, this is kind of the their nightmare sort of something that is just so unmarketable and so bland in every aspect that like i'm okay if you don't make movies like this this is i'm fine this sucked (laughs) and but you know and it wasn't even fun to watch dom hall he played a pretty boring stick in the mud kind of character so you didn't even have that to fall back on also saw searching which was very good 
uh, with John Cho, right? Kumar? No, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Very smart, very inventive mystery thriller kind of a movie. Um, took some turns that even I didn't expect, which were... Uh, eh, I won't say that. That might be a spoiler, but... It's a really good movie, and just more signs that first-time directors are striking gold in Hollywood. The thing's got a 90-something percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's made a really good amount of money, and, you know, it's a solid, solid film. And then uh, just a couple days ago, I saw uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, which, surprisingly, is a lot like Harry Potter, actually. And... Another just like a lot of anime, Japanese or the animation is stunning and the colors are beautiful and vivid. The story is not not the best I've ever seen, but it's very uh, very enjoyable and like I said, it borrows a lot from Harry Potter, so I can definitely recommend it. All right, before we go, before we sign off, Josh, I want to talk to you just for a moment about Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Have you been following this movie at all? Other than the fact that it exists, okay. no. I'm going to read you its box office totals. It's weekend box office totals, okay? August 17th to the 19th, $26 million. Opening weekend. Not bad, right? Sure. Yeah. August 24th to 26th. Isn't the rule that movies usually drop by like 8, 50% weekend, weekend one to weekend two? Like yeah. 40 to 50, right? That's the rule of thumb. Yeah. This dropped 6%. Jesus. Second weekend, $24 million. Third weekend, August 31st to September 2nd, dropped 11.5% to $21.96 million. But... Jesus. August 3rd to to September 3rd, to account for the holiday weekend, just on that September 3rd, it made $7 million and went up 15.2%, and it made more this last weekend than it did its opening weekend at $28.5 million. Isn't hmm. that crazy? Have you ever seen that? I've, uh, there was a movie... And by the way, it hasn't, it's, it's gotten in more theaters, but only from... It opened in 3,300 theaters, and it expanded to 3,800. So it's not like it, it's not that huge of a change, but wow. So nuts. What were you saying? I'm just, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Jesus, I've never. <laughs> Budget of 30 and it's made 139 worldwide so far. And doesn't have show you, any signs you, of slowing down. You saw it, right? Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Can definitely recommend it. I mean, we li- we're living in a golden age of rom-coms right now. It's brief, but it's pretty golden. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention in case you hadn't heard of it and show you how wacko crazy this this movie's been doing so shout out to crazy rich asians looking forward to crazy rich agents dawn of justice i guess would be the next one right is that how they yeah i think that's how it works Jeez. anyways uh that's it for this week and not sure we're gonna be talking about next week i think is predator coming out next week yeah what's coming out no, Predator is a couple a few days from now, a few weeks from now. It's like the 14th, and it's the yeah. 5th. Okay. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Something. But until then, you can follow us at underscore Flicks on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send an email. Do whatever you want. We don't care. We hate everyone except him. 
And uh, if you are able to, the special presentations of Harry Potter in the cinemas has just begun. And I think they are into uh, the... I think this weekend is is Prisoner of Azkaban and then Goblet of Fire. So it is not too late to get in on some Harry Potter goodness. I think they're only at the AM, at AMCs and Cinemarks, but definitely worth the trip if uh, if you're feeling a little nostalgic. So, uh, Josh, take it easy. All right. I will. Now say goodbye. Oh, bye. <laughs>